Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is Four Center, a show about Star Wars, pop culture, and the ultimate adventure, life itself. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Knapsack. I hope you're seeing me clear. I just realized it's raining in Burbank and it usually destroys my internet. Hi. Oh! <laughs> we can see you cap and all. And yeah. Jennifer Landa, I am here. There was rain. I heard the pitter-patter, but now it's gone, pitter, I think. It's a little pitter-patter. Yeah, it's leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, little pitter-patter. Uh, I've been trying to walk every day, and I'm going to just have to do circles in my apartment. <laughs> or put on a hat. I don't know. It's it's really challenging. It's hard to be me right now. Anyway, <laughs> we're excited to be here in the rain as we record uh, with an episode that is questions of the everything. We've got questions from a kind patrons on our Patreon about Star Wars, other pop culture, life itself, sometimes a blend of all three. We can't wait to dive into two great questions today, but we want to know, let you know first that as always, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP three player we have a recommendation it is the two words that if you're a star wars fan are probably the most prominent thing on the internet right now which is 
Dark Disciple. This is a, a great book, a great uh, uh, novelization of Clone Wars episodes that did not get produced. It is written by Christy Golden. Uh, speaking for myself, it's one of my favorite Star Wars books. It's got some very juicy, philosophical, interesting stuff and just some very romance-focused uh, stuff, a very different Star Wars story. And hey, features that Asajj Ventress character we've all been talking about. You can download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. One more time, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. Ken, we also have an ask. We do have an ask. We'd like to ask you to consider going to patreon.com slash center and supporting us there. We got a goal right now. If we reach 400 paid subscribers, we're about 389. We are going to start doing film commentaries again. I say again because a few exist on our YouTube channel, uh, but we're going to do them as audio commentaries uh, that will be available for purchase to the public. He said like a flight attendant, but exclusive to those on Patreon. <laughs> and you get to help us decide what movie to do next or just what movie to do if you want us to take a look at something again. Uh, but that happens when we reach 400 paid subscribers and supporters on patreon.com slash force center. Uh, you, you connecting it to the way that, uh, flight attendants talk about what is available for free or for paid <laughs> made, made me think of the age old question, food or not food during commentaries. I myself right. am a, am a not food not person, food. but I've heard some commentaries were like, you really, you needed a bag of nuts during this two hours of your life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Just eat into the microphone. All right, we are excited to dive into these questions. The first one comes to us from Will Culbertson. Uh, Will mm-hmm. says, greetings, Force Center. Wanted your thoughts on an interesting what-if scenario. The scenario is this. Instead of his own cross-guard lightsaber, what if Kylo Ren had been wielding Darth Vader's red lightsaber from the start of The Force Awakens. Assuming that the three films play out exactly the same otherwise, how do you think that one little detail would have affected the themes and deeper meanings of the films as well as the audience response to them? Thanks. Thank you, Will. Uh, This is is fun. There have been actual uh, Marvel what-if series. There's rumors and rumbles and desires always for a uh, Star Wars what-if, and and here we're going to get to act one out. Uh, I want to start with the, the last part of Will's question, the audience response. Jennifer, if uh, everything else had been the same about the sequels, but Kylo didn't have his distinctive blade, had Vader's legacy blade, what do you think the audience response would have been, time traveling back to 2015? How do you feel about that? It's hard to imagine. I don't know if it would have been positive. I feel like people would have felt like, oh, it's just a young Darth, like young Darth Vader, mm. Darth Vader 2.0. There could have mm-hmm. there could have been that criticism. A lot of questions, you know, where did where did he get the lightsaber? Blah, 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 right? I just don't know if I don't know how I oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it would have worked. It could have. I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's it's where my mind goes too. of like, I think if Vader's blade had been in there, the narrative and the story would have been built around it more. I think, you know, maybe right. the helmet wouldn't have been there. So that would have been the connection to to the grandfather. I think it would have mm-hmm. changed some other beats with uh, I think there would have been a lot more about sort of symbolizing Vader's blade as one side of the coin and the the Skywalker legacy blade as the other side, all all that, you know, it's hard for me to imagine it just dropped in, but my mind in terms of audience reaction goes to the exact same place as you of it would have maybe raised the same questions and complaints that other legacy elements in the sequel trilogy did of, um, okay, do, do any of these people have anything new? <laughs> we got, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we got Luke and Anakin's old blade. We got Darth Vader's old blade. We got X-Wings and TIE fighters. They Finn can't even look around the Falcon without finding the remote. Uh, we got the Dejeric. It's, we got to have everything. Right. And, uh, and also knowing from personal experience that some people were extremely bothered by Maz Kanata's line about the Skywalker legacy blade, you know, where'd that come from? That's a, a great question for, for another time. If this, it wasn't as pointed with Vader's helmet. Everybody could just be like, I guess Kylo spent some time on Endor. Um, right. mm-hmm. But with the blade, you know, especially in 2015, where did the blade end up when Luke chopped Vader's hand off and then the Death Star blew up? I, I think having two different blades that raised the question of where did it come from right. for the fans who already don't like that. And I have one friend who was just like, I was out. I was done with the movie. Mm. I, I should have, because like, it's nope there there are people who did, did we do not want the tip of the iceberg storytelling <laughs> it's like, and we particularly don't want it underlined the way Maz Kanata okay. does I uh, can, yeah. you know? 
How'd they get through a new hope? But uh, (laughs) (laughs) right, Um, it it, it was it was a long, intense dinner. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Ken, where does your mind go to audience response? If it would have been, is Jen and I are thinking if it would have compounded some of the legacy and answers complaints. Will Culbertson has been a longtime Force Center supporter, contributor, question asker. And Will, I love uh, your questions. I love you. I, 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 I don't want any of this to happen. I'm, I'm glad this is a what if. I'm so glad we don't have to deal with. Uh, it, it, to, to your, uh, I, I can hear some of the people in my life back then in 2015, some who are still around now going, oh, nothing new. Uh, and that would have been a problem. That wouldn't necessarily have been right, by the way, as as as, as we have even discussed. Even the oh, there's nothing new in Force Awakens thing is, I, I think, just patently wrong at times. It, it, it's mm-hmm. so many. There's so many new things. There's familiar things, and there's some things pulled forward. Oh, totally, you're you're not wrong about that. But uh, analyzing it gives a different answer. But to this, it would have been maybe a bridge too far for some. I think it. I think there would have been kind of a cool aspect to it. I, I don't think I have an outright problem with it, but it's that the question of how do you think this one little detail would have affected the themes and deeper meanings of the film? I, I think it changes things drastically. I think it takes away from what Kylo does, uh, Starkiller base to, to Han Solo, you know, kills his dad because mm. he, he thinks that's the, uh, that's the thing he needs to move forward. You've heard these interviews recently of, of Adam Driver and take the, uh, they didn't plan thing to, to, to take that out of it. Just Adam saying, yeah, I, I played this character as if he was continuing to fall into the darkness. Uh, it wasn't Vader sliding to light. It was Kylo Ren crawling uh, to, to the dark and, and each step along the way. And I feel that if he had had, he's got the helmet talking to him, Vader's helmet. But if he had the blade, it would have just been uh, starting out from the, I am convinced of who I am. I right. am the next mm. Vader. I am Kylo Ren. I am the power where I think his 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 weakness is the doubt. That's that's Ray's first victory, right? Taking the mask off in the dual interrogation scene. I know your weakness. You, you know you're not Vader. Um, mm-hmm. And I think all that starts to change where the pursuit of of this, for lack of a better term, good blade, right? The the blue blade of the, of, of the Skywalker clan, so to speak. The hero's blade. The hero's yeah. blade. Yes, his right. pursuit of it is to try to take that and change the legacy and change it and make it his versus he might've just been like, whatever, I got a red one, like the red one, not the one that he adapted that is broken and cracked and all those great uh, themes behind his blade. Um, and, and so that, I just, I just, this is why I don't want a Star Wars What If series. If they do, I'll watch mm. it. I, I, I don't watch the Marvel ones. I'm not engaged enough to know, but it's just like, I, I really love what they came up with. I'm standing behind that. So, Will, I love you. Your question, though, caused some torment in me. <laughs> some Kylo Ren like torment. Yeah, I, mm. I think, uh, what does it say about how far along on his journey, how committed he is? Or how much is he sort of just just cosplaying? And and I think yeah, yeah. Kylo Ren for me is in some ways is the most new one of the most new things about Force Awakens on a sort of thematic level of um, what what does the evil look like to different generations? What does uh, choices look like when you're burdened by the legacy of the past? Which is to me so much what the sequels are so successfully about. And regardless of who planned what when or who wrote what when. Uh, if you just watch the films and, and interpret them as text, they're so clearly, relentlessly, effortlessly about coping with your legacy. Mm-hmm. And for me, him just having Vader's blade skips what's fascinating about him, which is he's trying to become something he isn't. Vader fell and Vader was committed and there was no mm-hmm. backing him off his path. And mm-hmm. Kylo is trying to be Vader. So, yeah, having his his blade would have been like, I, it, it could have been, I, I'm, I'm propping myself up by just dressing in his, I'm just wearing his clothes. Um, or yeah, as you yeah. suggest, Ken, it could have more communicated. He's already at the end of his journey. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, what we got, this mixture of, of cosplaying and stumbling toward what Kylo thinks he is meant to be, we get the sort of cosplay aspect of it by, Wearing a mask when he doesn't need it. There's no medical yeah. or appearance reason for him to have it. He's cosplaying as mm-hmm. Vader. And mm-hmm. that that blade that we eventually, you know, learn through other storytelling, and or I guess by freeze framing in, <laughs> in The Last Jedi, is his blade. Uh, mm-hmm. Is great. It's him trying to, to change himself. And 
you know, you can talk about the cross guard as well. We needed a new lightsaber. We wanted that same pop in the trailer the way we got from Darth Maul's back in the day with the double plated. Mm-hmm. But the the thematic, the the wobbly, the the shaking. That's who he is. That blade is the character, and yeah. I think uh, I think losing that would make it an entirely different story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that the cosplay. You're nothing but a, a boy in a mask. He's trying so hard to prove he's not a Nepo baby, right? Like he's trying so hard <laughs> to be like, no, I am this tortured soul, right? Like, go, oh, I'm emo. But like, yeah. I, that's such a great point about the, he doesn't need the helmet. Like he just, he's putting on all these things. And that's why I loved the cross guard because when I saw that for the first time, it looked crude. It looked violent, right? It was such a huge uh, tell of who this character is. And I just, I thought it really played well with him being this modern villain um, that we, I felt very, very fresh for me. That's what uh, Kylo Ren is a fantastic character, fantastic performance by Adam Driver, um, because we do, we have seen kids like this who are just trying so hard to prove something. Yeah. And, and, you know, that, that great story that he runs away from his family because they put all this legacy on him in his way of running away is choosing a different part of his legacy. It, mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's a story of our, of our time of, of being not fine, not being able from Kylo's perspective to, to find the value in our lineage, but, but rather being tortured that he can't escape it. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, you could absolutely tell that story with Vader's blade, but but it's so hard to to think of missing out on his shaky blade. It's one of my favorite little things yeah, in the video game yeah. Battlefront 2. Um, when you're playing the the versus mode, the mm. characters have dialogue that is affected by who they're who they're with. Like, you know, Grievous will say a specific thing to Han Solo, or like uh Palpatine when he gets close mm. to Chewbacca, mm-hmm. I think says Solo's Wookiee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but when Obi-Wan gets close to Kylo Ren, <laughs> he says, Did a child make that lightsaber? And it just Ooh, it wow. cracks me up because like it's a it's just a funny little joke, <laughs> but it's the heart yeah. of it. It's the yeah. like you're right. not this big scary man you think you are. You're 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 a trembling horrible threat to yourself and to others. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this is just turning into celebration of what was with Kylo. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Jenna was you on an episode a long time ago. I remember you said plainly you're like you know anyone, and this is before Rise, but like any anyone that tells them to take the mask off, he kills them. Like mm, he he needs right. it so much, other than you know the moment with Ray, and then even later on, we've discussed you know Joseph Joseph and I. I think we went deep into this of he he doesn't have the mask for about a year or so or whatever the timeline is. All of a sudden, Palpatine shows up and he's like, "I need that mask. <laughs> I need to rebuild it, <laughs> but put some red on it, glue it together, uh, and and I need to pretend again. I need people to see it. He's he's fluffing up his feathers, and I think that's part yeah. of the, the mm. thing of his character. I need to put on my this this fake face I've made for myself that helps convince me that I am this mm-hmm. monster, this darkness. I think uh, for me, if the Vader blade was in it, it, it also, in terms of changing it, I think it would have, it would have had to speak so much to the hero's blade. And I think it would mm-hmm. have been this, this, yeah. y- you, you are a son of this legacy. There are two paths before you. There's the hero's blade and there is the, the blade of, of death that the galaxy trembled before and which of these are you choosing? Um, I I think there was this choice uh, to start as far into the story as possible. And, and Kylo had made his choice. The Vader blade almost makes sense to me. If we, if the story of force Awakens had started earlier and it was about the fall of Kylo Ren. Yeah. I could see it. And where he hadn't, he had encountered both blades and he's, you know, and you know, choosing between the symbolism of the two. Um, Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, completely I, changes the story. Sorry, Ken. No, no. Well, I was, I was actually going to say the same thing, Jen. You know, that, and that's the point of these. This is a great what if question, Will, essentially, because this is it would have been completely different, um, which was part of the fun. We don't. Yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah. The the one moment that's like funny to me is uh, I love the moment in Force Awakens where he's he's rejecting all all this uh, legacy except for the legacy of, of darkness uh, to be on his true path. Um, you know, he needs to kill the father because he, he can't be defined by the father. Mm-hmm. And the second he sees the Skywalker blade, he's like, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, total Nepo babies, yeah. you're saying. Jennifer. Mm-hmm. So if he already had Vader's blade in that moment, 
it would have been a total nerd collect them all. Like mm-hmm. I I have six of the seven Funko Pops in this line. <laughs> And Finn's walking around with the seventh Funko Pop that belongs to me. There would have been yeah. a real like nerd collector. I must have them all to it if he was already yeah. walking around with Vader's blade and then wanted the Skywalker blade so bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if it would play that as comically and as directly as that, but if you know that blade flies into Ray's hands, he could have been like, "Whatever, take it. That's the blade of the of the one that died." Uh, I got mm-hmm. the one that lived. Now, of course, you know, he would have known the history of Vader and gone to his funeral parlor. But, you know, in that moment, he would have had that mindset. I'm going to continue that legacy. And there's a little bit of that. I get it. The, the, the helmet's speaking to him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so there's some of that there. But, yeah, it would have been highlighted more. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it is interesting that, uh, you know, Will asks about the entire course of the trilogy, not just Force Awakens. And mm-hmm. uh, in theory, well, I who knows? Anyway, uh, it's interesting <laughs> that we return to the Death Star wreckage in Rise of Skywalker. There is the implication mm-hmm. in the aftermath books that people have found and are selling Vader's blade, right, Ken? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the, 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 yeah. the uh, Acolytes of Beyond, right? Or the Acolytes of the Beyond, yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, put that to the side for a second. You know, we do return to the place where, in theory, the blade might have ended up and been been buried. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see yeah. some yeah. bit of resonance of he if he, he had got it, you know, if that blade had traveled from that wreckage and he returned it to the sea where it was meant to be sunk. Yeah. I, yeah. Th- yeah. That, w- that would have had a nice little bit of poetry, but I really like him throwing his, his blade away. Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Right. It works. Uh, any other thoughts on this? Well, what if? Uh, no, hmm. uh, it inspires a lot. Will. thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have one other question jumping off of Will's question for you, Jennifer. How do you feel about a what if Star Wars show where there would be an episode like this of like, what if Kylo found Vader's blade uh, and that was an episode or, you know, what if Leia trained trained instead of Luke or, you know, what if the rebels didn't blow up uh, the first Death Star in that kind of series? I think, yeah, it would be very difficult for fans because we had Forces of Destiny that answered a lot of questions that we had, mm-hmm. kind of filling in these little moments, and people did not like it. Mm-hmm. I loved the show, but there was a very vocal part of the fan base that was like, no. Um, so I have a feeling that what you said sounds great. I love it. I'd green like that, but I think that people would not like that because this is this is not canon and this changes everything or they're like you know disney sucks why didn't they give us this it should it's have because, been that you know, right yeah, it should have been that kathleen kennedy Ooh. said no <laughs> like okay. ignoring that she sure. would green light this show like exactly exactly a tour of kathleen kennedy's mistakes uh <laughs> it's very funny it's very funny yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I didn't. I, I've seen headlines say rumors, so mm-hmm. I have no oh. idea if there's a what if series coming. There, there's been a second season of the Marvel one. People love the Marvel one. For me, the Marvel one is different because it is dealing with the multiverse, and all of those stories are like, if you yeah. wanted to, you could dive in. Getting introduced to to right. Captain Carter is being introduced to a character that we can follow. Right. So it yeah. is different. You know, Dr. Strange says he looks into all these different millions of realities to see which one easy, you know, that they, they are, they are canon in a different mm-hmm. timeline, or at least they can be. Star Wars is this different beast because it is about like you, your des- destiny is pushing you towards making a choice and the choice makes a difference. Han doesn't show up to help Luke out, in, you know, above Yavin. Mm-hmm. That's it. One and done. That's the choice. Right. Uh, so we get it for what a what if if Han just yeah. goes to the cantina and pays off Jabba. It's it's fun. It's oh, fascinating. Wow. But I don't think yeah. it's got that same sort of marvel of like, and that's a new timeline, and now we could follow this Han and follow this galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. so I think it's kind of a different a different beast. Mm-hmm. I get Ken? that a lot. Yeah, I, yeah. Not to put a downer, uh, you know, water on the flames of of anyone who wants the series. I've, uh, you know, when I watch it, sh- sure. I, I and, and it's not that I'm someone who like needs canon and needs it. We're discussing that this week with uh, Adventurous and Dark Disciple. And it's like, just mm-hmm. have some patience to see where the story's going to go. And and yeah, sometimes you might, yeah, I get it, but I, I don't need it, uh, a strict adherence and to canon. It's, it's just a little how, about how I take it in. Now, over the years, we've themes and the whys and, and all that stuff. But for, for most of my life, I've watched things like Star Wars, 
Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, even, even though you mostly know where that's going because of the, the, the books being so long ago. But like, I, I, I see it as a living history. So mm-hmm. if, if, mm-hmm. if Sir Jorah makes this choice, he made it and that's the story. And that's what I've got to deal with as a fan versus theory, speculation or wanting something else. And I'm not, and that's not, that's my way. It's not everyone's way. So that's why going back and then you add in the four center conversations that have just maybe appreciate what's there and every little moment. That's why I don't need anything new. I love exploring what is there um, more than mm-hmm. just what is canon. Just what is there? What is there in the yeah. story? Yeah, if there was a what if show, uh, I would watch it. I think a lot of people would really, really love it. A lot of people have clamoring for it. I think this is our little, uh, <laughs> this is our four center preview of. I, I think this is what would happen. There'd be a what if. We would try to review it, and we would just end up talking about why we like the choices that were made. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that that's the art of a really mm-hmm. great what if. Is like, to me, I would love it if it was a little thing, mm-hmm. because then right. it's just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. talking about a divergent thing. Uh, not a correction or a different choice the creator should have made. Right. Because what if just becomes other drafts if you go for really big moments. But if you go with little, you know, smaller moments of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what if what if uh, R2 and 3PO, you know, what, what, if R2, what if they didn't buy R2? What if Owen just said, I'm not buying an astromech today. Yeah. And we yeah. go follow R2's adventures. Then, then maybe it's just a, an excuse to follow R2's adventures. Mm-hmm. I think I can mm-hmm. be like into that but anything that starts to i love will's question but will but but this episode would be would turn into they should have done that they should have yeah, made a different yeah, choice yeah, yeah. and that is such a fine line, it's fine line. fascinating stuff uh yeah. thank you will for the question and the questions that it made us ask ourselves uh turns out we really like kylo ren <laughs> shaky lightsaber uh we're gonna take a quick break if you're listening to audio uh on video we'll pause for a second like there's something wrong and then we'll be right back small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because rust-oleum's new custom spray five in one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping 
and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. And we're back. Uh, we are going to take this next question uh, from David Litchfield. Uh, David says, Inspired by my recent rewatch of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, I would like to ask the following. If you happen to pass through a time, Fisher, what era of human history would you like to explore and why? And now, as I'm reading this question, I realize I've never asked the important question of Jennifer. Have you seen Dial of Destiny? No. No, I have not. So... <laughs> never mind. Yeah. This is a what-if question. This is a what-if question. <laughs> Look. No, it, you don't have to have seen Dial of Destiny. I just suddenly realized I didn't want to be doing spoilers. Well, yeah. Well, I, okay, go ahead. Do you, yeah, do you want to time travel to a certain point in history and why? How about that? That's the question. Okay, that's yeah. kind of how I interpreted it. Is that fair? Yeah, is that, yeah, is that yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yes, okay. yeah. I was never concerned that you wouldn't understand the question. I didn't want to accidentally <laughs> go into a bunch of spoilers about the film. That was just, okay. Uh, and have you want to? I want to time travel back before they spoiled that movie for me. Uh, Ken, where do you? Where do you? We've tackled questions like this yeah. before, but I was fascinated to see that one of my answers uh, did not change. Okay, and one of my answers did change massively. So where are you at? Have you, have you changed from previous times we've talked about what eras of history you want to visit? Probably not. Cause they're like my favorite eras of history. However, having just, I, I, and I love dial of destiny. I really absolutely enjoy the hell out of that movie more and more. Um, having recently rewatched that have also been in my, as I've mentioned many times on the show, really in my middle age, world war two doc phase. Um, I think I might need to go right to where the characters wanted to go. Not where they ended mm. up, but where they wanted to go, because I was I become uh, obsessed with the side plot in in, in World War Two of the the amount of Nazis who did want to um, uh, kill Hitler because they thought we're losing because of nutball over there, and what if that happens, right? We 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 win World War Two in a lot of ways because Hitler's hubris never stopped and got worse. And so I'm fascinated by that's a what if we, you know, oh, God. So mm-hmm. I, I might need to go back and just, I don't know, help. Is that a Tom Cruise movie? <laughs> <laughs> like help stop. I don't think it, uh, help I, stop. I don't, uh, it's a weird spot because then you're like, no, don't kill Hitler. I got to stop you from killing Hitler because we need him to be alive so we can lose. It's it's a weird spot. It sounds like a, uh, I'll grab Tom Cruise, uh, Vin Diesel, and we'll go. Valkyrie. I've never seen it, but yeah. The, yeah that, and that's about, a, yeah, the real, yeah, yeah. I mean, Cruise, you're right. Yeah, he's in that. Um so there was a window where there was an ad for Valkyrie at the front of every other DVD you could get from Blockbuster yes, Video. So yes, I, I feel like I've seen the trailer for Valkyrie as long as it would take for me to actually watch the film Valkyrie. But yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'd be I'd be in this horrible weird spot of 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 stuck between the two outcomes. But yeah, so I'll start there. I, but I'm really I've I've you know I I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the Roman Empire. I don't, but I do spend mm-hmm. a lot of time thinking about these kind of historic what ifs. Um, so that's the what ifs I like. Well. Uh, other history stuff, uh, any any era of, of um, I've, I've talked about it, but you know whether it's swing in London uh, in the '60s or New York comedy scene in the LA comedy scene in the '70s, anything that's about the start of a movement, I go to the Sunset Strip in the '80s just to watch uh, Guns and Roses, uh, you know, mm. get together. I, I, I'm obsessed with that kind of stuff too, and just seeing and studying. Uh, those eras. It's boring answers. I sound I sound like I'm a dude that just watches a lot of documentaries in his free time, and I am. Well, you, you rattled off a lot of uh, historical union activists in a previous episode, which was clearly like, he's, re- I, I, do I need to, how many documentaries is he watching a day? Do we need to Too check many. in? Too <laughs> does many. he need help? Too many. Too many. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer, uh, wh- where does your mind go of what times you'd want to experience? Yeah, I had to think about this because I'm like, well, can't go there. That would be bad for me being Mexican-American and a woman. So <laughs> like if I just remove that element of it, right, um, I, I would want to go. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true and sad all the same time. It's really, right? it's really, really yeah, true. Like, yeah. Oh, the 50, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, no. Okay. Um, 
So I was really trying to think about it. I get the, no, I'm not going to go down that wormhole. It was about toilets and how this king <laughs> made people use the toilet because they were just like pooping in the halls and the whole oh, like kingdom smelled this terrible. Is, this is great. Is there a dog I, can't, on this? I can't remember where I came across this, but I was like, that's fascinating because you see in art, you know, these, this pristine artwork, but visualizing that it smells like poop <laughs> gives it a whole new context. Right. Do you know, <laughs> do, you, do you know, Gardelou, the phrase Gardelou? No. It's what uh, what you shouted before you dumped your filth bucket out the window. So if you're walking down the street and you hear somebody go, Gardelou, you're like, okay, got to get out of the way. No. Look, I yeah. still, I still yeah, to this day, if I'm walking on the street, I'll try to make sure if I'm with Grace, I'll, I'll walk on the outside so that if the, the Gardelou comes down on me, I, I take it. <laughs> that's that's kind of where it comes from, right? So like that's. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry to, to take us down this this uh, this road, but these are these are the realities. You, we we love the the we love you know. There's a reason there's not like a scratch and sniff Jane Austen book, right? We love the romance of it, not the like the but actual living smell. conditions. Yeah, that right. like we we don't talk about as much about the like. Yeah, no. If I if I landed there, I'd be murdered instantly, or you know, the the smells would really ruin my you know like. Is, right. have, have you ever watched the HBO series John Adams? No, uh, yeah. it's a. It, there's that great scene where he and Abigail reunited, and essentially it's a yeah, you know, it's a love scene, it's a sex scene, and they they have to undress each other for an hour. Like it's and it's it's hilarious. It's it's so real. It's just I love it. So Jen, I'm with you. I want this documentary. We'll call it the Kingdom of the Poop, and we'll go into it. <laughs> Okay. I mean, like, okay, look, I'll I'll take it to a classier area like Mozart. <laughs> I I thought about like Mozart and how there's been so many stories about him, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. I love Amadeus, and so I would want to see like how much of that was how much of that was real. What was that like to witness such genius uh, during that time? I think, but like, that poop might be a factor there too. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it, I don't know if there's any place future. I guess can we can we travel to the future? <laughs> Where humans have solved the great problem. Oh, yeah. You know, the Apple Vision Pro, that thing is really incredible. Have you guys seen the Apple Vision Pro? What does it do to the bathroom? Does it stop you from from having to go to the bathroom? Because they should leave with that. (laughs) That should be the number one thing in the presentation. (laughs) Your avatar has legs, and you as a human never have to defecate again. Yes, yes. So you can actually like travel. I think you're going to be able to travel and, and to not travel in time, but like, you know, visit these historical sites. It's like a VR headset. Okay. And it is incredible. But it made okay. me think I was like 20 years from now, where virtual, like that kind of VR lifestyle is like common and everyone has it. What is that going to be like for me as an as an older lady? Mm. Like it's like technology has been moving so fast, right? Like for me, yeah. I remember a time before the internet, but just like wow, yeah. like this yeah. is the future of mm. being able mm. to like you blink your eyes and you can like scroll on this like display. It's incredible. You guys got to watch the video. It's incredible. It's like three thirty five hundred dollars. So I'm not getting it, oh, but that's the future. The divide between the elite gross. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, that is right. fascinating. It's, I won't uh, be blinking. Yeah, I'm so fascinated about the VR and about whether it's it, it, it's clearly like amazing, right? Yes, it's yeah. oh, it's and incredible. It, you can watch movies. Yeah, yeah. Technology gets better and better, but there's still this. Uh, this is a total side topic. There's still this question of like, but does anybody want it, or is it just companies trying to make it happen? I want it after that video. I never wanted it <laughs> because it blends like you can like, it, I mean, it, it, the whole idea is that like you can take meetings with this VR headset. You can like scroll through your text. You can watch a movie and like in any room that you want and like enlarge the screen just by going like this. Like it's so, it's so user friendly yeah. and it, and it's all connected to, you know, obviously all the Apple yeah. products. It's like this seamless, so, seems less daunting than other I, VR headsets. I haven't I'm confused. I, we, maybe it, a bunch of topics rolling in one. I can take a sorry. business meeting in in the Roman Colosseum. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's me. I'm explaining then, this so bad, you guys. Then, I'm sorry. Just go I'm like sorry. This and- <laughs> so you could you could turn on a movie. Or okay. like, let's say you get a phone call and you're watching this movie, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that person comes up. You're, you you can it. take the phone call. Still in that virtual reality. 
and so you every, all, it's like this, but every, like we would all be like in this, yeah, you know. God, everything is just Back to the Future too. Finally, we're finally at Back yeah. to the Future too. And, and I don't want to sound like Brian Gumble and Katie Couric <laughs> on that famous and Ann Curry on that famous clip of what's what's the email? What is? It's got an it's got an at symbol. What's it's me. Yeah. I'm explaining this terribly. Well, we might yeah. be into it. Like I, that, that's the fascinating thing to me about it. like as a recreation, it's fascinating. Like, yeah. Being able to put on a headset and like truly believe that like yeah. I am in, you know, a uh, uh, 1970s sunset strip. It's yes, it's, exactly. I, like I that. walk around and it looks real and maybe smells real. We can talk <laughs> about whether we want that or not. That's a fascinating recreational opportunity. But then there's mm-hmm. the other part of me of like, you know, if I'm if I'm you know uh, watching a, you know a, a movie in this virtual reality, like great, I'm I'm totally in this other world. I'm I'm surrounded by it. Let's say it's a movie with a with a sex scene, and, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. I'm immersed in this, and that's weird. And then my dad calls on the Facetime, and like suddenly his <laughs> face is above somebody's butt. I, I I don't know if that's something that I'm like great. I can do it all. I don't want to have it all at the same time. <laughs> Joseph, pick up, pick up. <laughs> hey, it's Are your old dad. Like, oh, yeah, you're um, oh, you're God. right on top of that guy's butt. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it look, makes look. you less interactive with people around you, right? Like, how are you? How are we going to watch a movie with your with your partner? Like mm-hmm. that. Just you're both like in these little things watching the same thing. I don't know. But, yeah. I don't the, know. The, the thing to me that's fascinating about that, and, and it is the sort of like older science fiction, but like. If it, if technology got to a point where we could be physically brains in jars, but we we live and function in a virtual reality like that, and mm-hmm. to circle back, like we don't have the downsides of a body, you don't have to go to the bathroom, you're like mm-hmm. you don't have to sleep, <laughs> yeah, we, right. yeah, and and you can live forever because your brain in the jar and, and it, your tissues aren't deteriorating. You know, would we get to a point where you're walking around your virtual reality, well accepted as reality, we're basically in the matrix, we're brains in jars. And, you know, and you're, you run into, you know, somebody who was born in that system and they're like, elders, you were born in the before times. What was it like to go to the bathroom? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you again. What was a nap like? Yeah. 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 What, yeah, what right. was napping like? Carpal tunnel. What is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Right. There you well, go. All right. Go. Time travel. We'll save um, this. We'll save this clip. Someone open it up in twenty years and see, see how close. If their we predictions are correct. Uh, all right. So to get back to time travel, Jennifer, where did you end up going? Where 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 did you want to go? I went all over the places where I went. <laughs> I went to Mozart. I went to the future. Oh. I don't know. I I'm happy being in the present. I'll be honest with you. It's one of those things where I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to celebrate the now. Yeah. The now is hard enough. Yeah, it is. So here here's a couple for me. Um, if it was the kind of time travel where it's like, pop in, hit the button, leave, um, I would like to see some dinosaurs. I would like gotcha. to travel back to dinosaur time, gotcha. see one dinosaur, and then hit the button and leave because I'm not like, I have no sort of weird pride survivalist of like, I could do it. I could mm-hmm. live among mm-hmm. dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not who I am. Um, this is the answer I've had before and similar to Ken's. Uh, if I could travel to about 1964 and go to Vegas, I could see rat pack in in their heyday mm-hmm. and then i could take a very long and, and dangerous <laughs> flight <laughs> to london and i could right. experience Beatlemania, mm-hmm. bond mania and dalek mania the the villains from doctor who all at the same time on the streets of london that would be phenomenal mm-hmm. uh when we talked about this before a a uh, listener suggested a book called love and let die which is about Bond mania and Beatle mania happening at the same time. And uh, I, I, I picked up that book. I'm going to read it soon. Um, but yeah, that, that would just be like amazing. The new thing that, that occurred to me, and I'm really curious to see what you both think about this is I, I think maybe at the top of my list would be, I would like to tra- travel back to the eighties, to the era of my actual childhood mm. and walk around in adult eyes. Mm. It's one to know I experienced the world the way I did from literally a different height, but mm-hmm. also from an, an entirely different, we've talked about so much, so much of the nostalgia of like everybody thinks they came from a simpler time. And right, right. in one or two respects, maybe you did, maybe one specific thing was simpler, but we all think things were simpler when we were a child because we were a child and we didn't yet have the burdens and the knowledge. I would love to walk through the eighties and go, Oh, this is what it was really like. Mm-hmm. And you know, with, with some of the discourse that that's happened, um, watching, 
women in line for Star Wars, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm, things where mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. my perspective was warped by what I was told when I was a child and mm -hmm. what I experienced. What would it be like to experience my own childhood through adult eyes? Um, is that interesting to you, Jennifer, or terrifying to think That's of traveling great. back to the eighties? <laughs> That's a great answer. Would you watch yourself as well? Like, would you oh, yeah. like, yeah, mm. right. That'd be, it'd be really, mm. I'd be mad. I'd be like yelling at myself, like, say this, do this, yeah, right? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. you might go, oh, why did I react like that? That was not a big thing. And yet mm -hmm. I took it so hard, right? Mm -hmm. So those types of moments, that'd be real. Oh, that's really intense. But I it love is. that. I love when you go back to a place from your childhood and you're like, oh, this is, this is actually not how I remember. Like, it seems so much more charming in my imagination, my memories, or totally. like, it seems so much bigger. And it's like, it's really a small little thing. It's always yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Ken? That's so interesting. You remember that one conversation we had, Jen, uh, during the other center uh, conversations about uh, like where we grew up, where you and I yes. very close, uh, we've discovered, went to the same church, all that stuff. We might have fought over big, big wheels in the church uh, playground area. Um, <laughs> I found, I got from my dad the address again of, of where we lived. Oh, uh, you did, and I'm I'm planning to get out there. Uh, all my, I mean, it's it's so close to where I go to Disneyland or conventions and everything, but I've never gone. And and I'm gonna have exactly what you're feeling, Joseph, of the size, the feelings, emotions of that. Oh, that was really there. It was, seemed like the world. It, it was four blocks, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that would be kind of almost traveling to 1982 for me, uh, mm -hmm. as most I can. It, it, you know, it's fascinating, not just to see how actual. You know, how actually small the Subaru station wagon we had was and that car bloat is a real thing now. I would be like, that's a tiny mm -hmm. little station wagon. But yeah, to actually see it, uh, see it again. Um, maybe yeah. VR will do that. Yeah. Like, for me, going back to, to the city of Portland, like the first time I did, it was dreamlike because I don't recognize buildings, but like somehow it's almost like but this intersection. I know I know it, but I couldn't tell you how. Mm -hmm. But it also looks so smaller, so much smaller because literally physically, you know, from my perspective, it, it, it was yeah. to, to think of kind of having that real life experience we can of a place, but also just like all the people in it. And, and the time I lived in Portland, the height of Empire Strikes Back fever was so magical to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to to go back and just watch the adults and go like, oh, that kid's dad was <laughs> was a <laughs> was a creep. I didn't know, <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> or, oh, wow, I didn't see that dynamic between these adults. That's so clearly, yeah. obviously there. And I didn't know yeah. it's like stuff is fascinating to me yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah interesting so 1980s david thank you for the question i would time fisher back to my own uh childhood era and maybe go see myself but at least the the era i grew up in any final time travel thoughts for you ken look i you know i want to go back and save hitler to make sure he dies so i think your answer <laughs> might be a little more clear <laughs> yeah uh that, that that is a great uh back to the future sequel for sure <laughs> yeah um Jennifer, any other uh time travel vr or toilet thoughts from you no I, I need to go back and find this thing that started all i think it was a tweet that somebody said about this his historical per, uh, king I, or whatever i want to know that's <laughs> it's amazing gotta deal with reality deal yeah. with reality all right, those are our two questions. Uh, questions of the everything, from Darth Vader's lightsaber to time travel. Uh, we covered everything. Ken, you want to let people know where they can find us? Yeah, we are uh, on Twitter and uh, threads at Force Center Pod, promoting things over there. We're on Instagram as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. We're available on many forms in terms of podcasts. Just search, you'll find us. Places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and more. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And you can support us directly as we set up top at patreon.com slash Force Center. Follow me at Ken Knapsack or go to my website, KenNapsack.com for more. Had a good conversation with Mark Ellis this weekend about places we might be playing some new spots. And Joseph, I might have to ask you for some Portland recommendations. So mm -hmm. stick around for that information on my website. Uh, Jen, where can they find you and your obsession with kings and toilets? You can find some of my Star Wars short videos on Instagram and YouTube at Jennifer Landa or TikTok at Jennifer Landa 1138. Wonderful. <laughs> Joseph, take us home where I'm sure your newsletter is all this and more. Uh, my next newsletter will be about the Oscar Wilde quote. We are uh, all in the gutters, but some of us are looking at the stars, uh, which is what I think about when I think uh, kings and toilets. But now we're looking at the stars in VR. That's what a uh, new VR Oscar Wilde uh, can tell you. Anyway, uh, if you want to catch up with me, you can find me on all the social media at Joseph Scrimshaw. I've got a newsletter, a blog that I'm really excited about. 
coming out every Tuesday. You can find it at, by going to buttondown.email slash finish your monsters. Also, I uh, had some good news this uh, week uh, that uh, the short horror film I worked on with many wonderful people, including Ken, uh, has been accepted into two more film festivals. I'll try to get more information out about where and when you can see the film if you're interested. Love that. Love that. All right, my friends. So for lightsabers, commodes, and history in the future <laughs> coming our way fast, this has uh, been another episode of Force Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.